0: Welcome to the Talking Transformation podcast. I'm your podcast host, Peter Ahmad, recording from Cape Town, South Africa since June 2019. The Talking Transformation podcast provides an open and accessible platform for built environment professionals and interest groups to share their reflections and aspirations relating to the transformation of places and spaces in South Africa. It's intended to be a celebration of the individuals and community groups who are supporting formal and informal processes that are addressing the challenges of South Africa's history and shaping the future of our neighborhoods and cities. So it's just approaching four o'clock on Saturday afternoon, March the 26th, and this is the first of the Talking Transformation podcast bulletins of the Series 2. I'm absolutely delighted to welcome back Cathy Stone to help me set the scene for what's coming and perhaps reflecting a bit on the, the the first series over the last two and a half, almost three years now that we've been going. Kathy, welcome. Really great to have you with us this afternoon. Whereabouts do we find you?
1: Thank you, Pete, at home in Seapoint on this Thank glorious you. African day, summer day.
0: Indeed. And what makes me wonder why we're doing this indoors <laughs> over Zoom. Indeed. We, should be, <laughs> we should be out there. We should be out there doing this, walking the streets so or at least doing sea. Uh, sea Point Promenade, but but Kathy, thanks so much for spending the time and your own family time. Uh, just to check in, you've been one of the regular contributors. You and I, we've worked together. We've been we've become great friends over the last few years. I just thought it was completely appropriate that if we're going to start just looking back a bit at that first series, and I'll, I'll get to why I'm saying this is series two versus series one in due course, but it was absolutely appropriate that you, you're part of this. And I think there were a few few questions that you might have. Uh, I've certainly got a few uh, things I wanted to reflect on. I thought, who better? So I'm going to hand over the reins to you. You're in charge, you're in control, and uh, look forward to the conversation.
1: Thank you, Pete. It's been a real privilege to have traveled some of this journey with you. Um, and it's something really to be proud of. I mean, in 2018-19, there were a few conversations, certainly that I was part of, that about the need for a platform to discuss planning in South Africa, to exchange ideas, delve into the good, bad and the ugly. But you picked up the baton, Pete, and Talking Transformation was born. Your first podcast launched in 2019 with Professor Harrison in a vegan restaurant in Seapoint. And we're now 37 episodes, 12 Code of a Diary episodes, and two deep dives later, 13,930 listens, over 100 guests, and listeners from over 80 countries. What an achievement, Pete. Why did you start this?
0: I think when we look at those numbers, Cathy, it is it is somewhat, <laughs> it's quite surprising, uh, because uh, as you'll remember, this all re- came about through very so humble beginnings and uh, really just a desire to have a conversation and a bit of an archive of material of, you know, all the conversations that seem to be going on. Certainly at that stage in 2019, it was clearly predating the whole Zoom era and the webinars online. Much of that debate was going on in person via what are typically quite expensive events. And I think this was born out of uh, an event at, at, at Century City uh, as I recall, it was the Western Cape Property Developers Forum. You were in the audience. I was in the audience. I think others like Rob McGaffin, Helen Rourke from DAG and others were there. And I just got a sense that um, listening to really rich content was to say, this is a real shame that other people are not going to get get the benefit of this. And at the same time, if you recall, I think that was when the whole question of CPD, that continuous professional development was coming into the realm of, the, uh, of SAC Plan and the South uh, African Planning Council. I think there was a bit of fear, a bit of a fear factor around how how do we get CPD points if um, if I've got to pay seven thousand rand a day to attend a conference. So yes, there's always been the option to review uh, books or book chapters or uh, academic articles. That's always been part of the CPD frame. But I was also thinking, isn't there a way that when people are out and about doing their going about their business or, or stuck in traffic in the commute, stuck on the in the taxi on the way into work? How do, you, how do you access uh, some material that doesn't require huge amounts of data? doesn't hu- you co- require a huge subscription cost. So this idea was to say, right, let's have a series of conversations with our network, our networks. And certainly if those, those people that I've mentioned, that is a very, very big uh, global network of people that we, we have access to. And then start putting content out, which may help uh, at least people who are thinking about these issues. And particularly the young, the younger planners who I think have really had a, had a had it rough. You know, trying to inspire. I think that was the other thing was to say, right, you know, it's not all bad news. And in South Africa, we know it's been a hell of a ride. And I always think of that watershed moment, the 2010. You know, take the take the, the blue pill, and we become probably one of the most economically productive uh, super super superstars in the in in the economic field because of that feel good factor. Take the red pill. And we saw it's a state capture version of South Africa, which has, I think we're seeing it through the has squandered so much opportunity, whilst so many people in different guises, whether it's through the public sector, private sector, the NGOs, the academics have all been trying to build something that's better and a more prosperous uh, future for South Africa. So that's where it came from. But it really was about saying, let's have an archive of material where you can go back and dip in. And you know, if people are researching a particular t- a, uh, topic, it's not necessarily going to have the academic rigor, but it may have some really interesting sound bites that people can use and reference and then go deeper deeper into. And it was really nothing, nothing more than that, but certainly uh, adding to a dimension that was arguably missing at the time.
1: And let's be honest, right? I mean, so much of the knowledge we generate as planners comes out of conversation, comes out of dialogue. You know, what you've done in terms of convening those conversations around really, really important and current topics can't be underestimated. And I think the platform you chose, you know, I mean, I know you've always been a big podcast follower and music and cricket, and, um, you know, they've been fairly big globally for a while, but they've actually been slower to pick up in South Africa. And I think in many ways, uh, particularly in our field, you were a pioneer uh, using a, a new a new kind of technology, uh, a new method. Uh, and w- w- what are the lessons from that?
0: It's a, it's a really good question. I mean, I, I think what's really encouraging, let, let's start with where we are now in 2022 and some of the lessons and what we're seeing is there are other platforms that have emerged. And this was always, it was never about, oh, we want to be a singular, like we want to be the only podcast in South Africa dealing with these issues. That was really not the, the thing, the ambition because um, there's just simply not enough time in the day. <laughs> you know, we work, all of us who contribute, uh, who've anchored or been involved in the podcast, we work full time, um, but we've seen the likes of, and we're gonna probably pick up some of the conversations with Dan, Daniel Clarson, his work on Future Cities Africa and his using a YouTube platform, so a very strong audio visual, that's great. We've seen the young urbanists uh, really putting some excellent webinars out in the space uh, I think of the um, the more the recent uh, debate between the mayor elect, or as it was as, as he became uh, Mayor Jordan um, Hill Lewis, and the uh, previous political uh, head uh, in spatial planning or the old Transport Development Authority, Brett Heron. That was really an interesting and innovative, innovative platform, and again, more strength to the young urbanists. So we've seen a couple of these things emerge over the last uh, couple of years. And it's really, really exciting. And I think that sort of the collaboration about where we want to take this is going to be more and more you know, dipping into uh, Dan and the young urbanists and seeing how do we collect, how can we collaborate and build, build, build. Um, I also think that what, what we saw and maybe we we, we, we touch on it in, in, in different ways, but it was interesting during that whole COVID period of looking how other countries were dealing with not just the pandemic, but the conversations And on the one hand, I remember very clearly turning around and saying, perhaps we can use the the podcast as a vehicle to have conversations beyond South Africa. It's always been about South Africa, but I think we already had some international guests who had given a very interesting and diverse uh, take on some of the issues, whether it was community safety or um, about uh, the renewal in, in, in city building, et cetera. And the opportunity COVID of saying we've got a community of ex-South Africa or South Africans who are living elsewhere we can tap on them and understand uh, how they're doing and some people we approach that, I just simply you know I just need to get through the day and I, I don't have the time to even think about I don't want to think about uh, talking about a podcast which is completely uh, we respected that completely um, but others really wanted to get involved so I think we, we, went, we went off on a nice tangent there around the, the COVID diaries mm-hmm. which was a really I think something we can look back on in years to come and think about, you know, what how are people feeling and the way that Eloise, for example, a former colleague of your, both, you and you myself, uh, talked about, you know, being 37 floors up in, in Hong Kong, overlooking uh, the city there. And, you know, the buildings being locked down and op- at the same time, What we didn't talk about was at that time, you know, the the huge change and political strife that was going on in Hong Kong itself. So, some very interesting conversations being had, some of which were very talked about, others that were happening behind, sort of off, off, off the microphone. When we looked at elsewhere around the world, it was clear to me that, for example, the RTPI, the Rural Town Planning Institute in the UK, was doing some amazing work. And what you saw was a huge burgeoning in sort of DIY YouTubing within the profession. Lots and lots of conversations being had, very much, you know, recorded in, in on a Zoom call that was recorded. No editing, no, no fancy music, no none of the things that we tried to you know, make the, 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 the Talking Transformation podcast about. You know, we wanted it to, to sound good, we wanted it to have a very strong identity. Uh, the logo that Marco Giretto, one of our guests, one of our former colleagues there living now in Sydney. Um, who helped us put this together. This was just on the fly. Those guys were on an almost daily basis putting out new content. And it was demonstrating to me that you don't have, it's about the confidence of, it's not even about being the best podcast. It's not about the best voice. It's about getting out there, doing it, putting out a conversation and seeing if you can get a response uh, on it. And all of a sudden I saw the RTPI in particular growing, growing this enormous um, uh, knowledge base. Um, literally over that period of, of COVID, and that goes beyond. Even when we when, when we went and knocked on their door to try and ask, how are you doing this? What else are you doing? And they talked about their apprenticeship schemes, their young planning programs. Uh, it was really inspiring. And sadly, when we looked closer to home, what we saw was a very different picture around our our own professional sort of ha- our placement within the conversation of COVID. About whatever that building back better, whatever that means, it was really, really disappointing to see that that we were nowhere in the debate really. And I think that's where, if in, in, a, in a small way, that the, the the podcast and those COVID diaries were at least a way of communicating and uh, reaching out. But that's just some some immediate thoughts, Kathy. And I know I've talked there a bit about COVID per se, but you know, major, major reflection was. We managed to establish a platform. It's become, I think, within the, at least the, the built environment. It seems to be getting out each month. We seem to be, you know, I'm having word of mouth, people saying, I'm really enjoying the podcast and it's been, that in itself has been such a, uh, it's made all the effort and all of those, <laughs> do we do this? Do we not do it? Um, what's it going to take uh, that, that that's done now. And the, the results are there. There's an archive, even if it stops tomorrow there's um as i say there's probably 50 plus episodes of really rich content that people can can dip into
1: yeah and i mean i mean you did a really great job of pivoting during covid but also pivoting when kind of key issues arose or key conversations were being having there were we're going on um, you know like with your deep dives you know so outside of covid what are the kind of real highlights of the conversations that we you've had over the last two to three years in in the talking transformation podcasts
0: well, there, there, there are so, there's so many, I guess, mm. I guess each, each episode represents a particular highlight. Um, you know, mm. there's, there's a huge amount of effort that goes in, in preparing, um, in the recording and the effort of the individuals, and then the edit that goes on behind the scenes. Those are, those are not no small things. But I mean, I do, I, I do look back on certain uh, episodes with a great deal of, of pride. And um, the one with Dr. Jan el um, who talked to us about Uh, sort of community safety and violence in communities one of the very early ones and and most importantly Mm. one of the ones I didn't know I I hadn't met her I didn't know her at all and was very sort of meekly approached it say you know I've got this thing it's really in its fledgling um, stages would you be prepared to speak to me and she was working for the World Bank and she was just hugely positive and said of course and we had this really interesting conversation and uh, of all the people you know we've had on the podcast, that one I think still s- strikes home uh, of somebody who is really, uh, you know, uh, phenomenal in terms of her her commitment, her observations and uh, just the passion that she has and the experience, I think. So she had, mm. had really understood these issues, lived through them and was now working um, as, a, as a, in this sort of peacemaking and healing space. That was a remarkable uh, episode uh, and one I, I, I still go back to from time to time picking up conversations with people I had long um, fallen out of contact with and, and got back into contact with, for example, uh, Dr. Claudio uh, Um He had been one of my lead lecturers in, in the Netherlands um, back in 2004, 2005, when I, had, I took a course on there. And he he was kind enough. Um, I think he'd just come out of being the, the top man in the UN housing, issue, housing and land issues and spent an hour and a half talking, I think I called it masterclass, just listening to him. Here's a guy who's academic but has been literally dug the trenches and been with communities to 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 regenerate rejuvenate those communities in a very particular way so uh, that was a special one for me uh, hooking up with somebody after such a long period of, of being out of contact and then i think you'll remember cathy you were there you'll remember that episode we did uh, live still to this day the only live episode we did with a uh, yes mm. an audience of about 60 people at sifa um cape institute for architects in how street and cbd that was amazing because it was a big <laughs> tech from a technological point of view from a recording point of view it was a huge problem given that we we're working with very basic equipment but we had a really strong panel we had a, a major uh, major response to that. Uh, you you were kind enough to step in as a summarizer, and I think it was uh, <laughs> it was no small <laughs> t-
1: no, challenge.
0: It was no small that task. That amazing panel. It was yeah. no small task. But but what was nice is we covered everything. If you recall, from the the youngest mm. member, uh, uh, an intern working with uh, mm. me in the city of Cape Town, through to the likes of Prof Verley at UCT's Oareru Urban Real Estate Unit. So, uh, Barbara Southworth, well known to yourself and, um, you know, the experienced pro that was an amazing, amazing thing that we pulled off. I think a lot of the planning had been undertaken when I was in Australia and I was traveling around Australia at the time thinking, how am I going to pull this off? Cause there were so many dependencies and, uh, we still managed, I think Lwazi Nubaza from the city was kind enough to step in the literally the last hour Uh, because uh, we we were let we were let down by one of our panel guests who was going to represent the the activist's angle and so (laughs) we had a public sector official who if you know Lawazi, uh a really top man and stepped in and tried to give us a bit of a provocation um from an activism activism from within the public uh, sector organization Mm. being the city that was great Kathy and I think that was I'm really hoping we can see more of that in 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 the in the months to come, in in the episodes to come in this next series.
1: I mean, talking about that, Pete, I mean, uh, you know, I suppose this incredible role you've played in in setting this up and convening these conversations is is an activist role, um, and it's no mean feat running a public conversation while being a public servant in South Africa. It's not encouraged necessarily that public servants, put them out there and engage in public conversations. Um, and, and yeah, it must have been quite tough, quite a fine line to toe uh, from time to time.
0: Yes and no. Um, for, from, the, from the get-go, I, I need to, you know, extend a particular word of thanks to uh, the ED at the time, uh, Ossie Asmal, who was kind enough when I said, look, I'm really keen to do this. And I'm, I feel I have to do it, it's, it's a calling. <laughs> and I hope you'll support me in, in in my ambition and not to say, well, you can't because you work for the city and therefore it, it would be a conflict of interest. Uh, he was very supportive of that. And I'm ex- extremely grateful to him and uh, my director for allowing me to, to get into that space and to go ahead and uh, publish the first of the episodes. I think the other thing that we had sort of set out and I was really looking at some of my notes from the email that I sent from that Western Cape uh, conference, which was to say, it would be improper that we end up talking about issues which are necessarily immediately within uh, my or the guest uh, or whoever at that stage, I had the idea that there'd be multiple podcast anchors, it wouldn't just be me that we wouldn't necessarily talk about our own projects or our own issues um, and so I think for probably the first 10 or so episodes I tried to stay deliberately a away from Cape Town and b from anything about you know I'd love to talk about the municipal spatial development framework or the built environment performance plan land use models all these things that have been typically my work for the last eight years here in Cape Town but I think that would have been improper And uh, so we stayed away from that. There were some issues that came very close to home in the city's uh, space. I think particularly of the episode with the Super Troopers and the amazing work that they did and were doing that was recorded just before lockdown. It was probably one of the last episodes that we had uh, recorded prior to lockdown. And that one with the Super Troopers was probably the closest one where there was quite quite a strong criticism of the city's uh, approach. You know, I tried to be very, very faithful to the interview. And I, I think I had to make one or two very small edits about people's names and so forth, just to, because uh, the last thing I wanted to do was to get anybody in the trouble or end up being, you know, in any sort of legal issues around. Uh, that That's not what this was about. So, yes, that's probably the closest it came to having to make major decisions around edits. But I think we've picked material and topics which are relevant and actually can support the work uh, that we're doing. I think that's what I often said is, this is not about my work, but it's about the nature of the work that I do. And I thought that was an important distinction. So it wasn't about Pete Armad, the the manager of Metro Spatial Planning in Cape Town. It was about all these things that were uh, keeping myself and my colleagues busy and thinking maybe this topic will actually help stimulate some of the thinking within the city, within province, within uh, the profession and have us questioning each other about well is this is there a way that we can improve the, the conversation
1: and it's quite a thing to keep up the momentum right there's so much to talk about there's so many people to pull in um and i mean you really did did an amazing job uh, um, you know keeping up the the momentum with about two episodes a month that was really impressive but we've noticed over the last six or months so there's been a hiatus so what's been up pete
0: I got to, a, I got to a, a point, I think it was around August, September. I think the last episode went out either August or September, I forget now. Uh, and that was on the, the whole question of public uh, and state-owned land within Cape Town. So, yeah, one of the episodes that was closer to home here in Cape Town, looking at a very um, highly politicised uh, question of, of state land and state land release within very well-located areas in the city. And it was one of the most popular episodes we've done, actually. It's been really re- encouraging to see the response to that particular episode. What, something had to give. Um, at that stage, I was uh, involved. I was acting as a director within our space uh, and in the workspace and working towards the conclusion of my studies, uh, studying this Executive Masters through London School of Economics, which is, has been fantastic. And again, one of the, one of the upcoming episodes is going to be reflecting exactly on that. Uh, academic journey, um, not my journey, but the, the, the course and the course on cities. Why did it come about? And uh, we're talking to the two co-directors of the course. That's something I'm really looking forward to. But it really was getting to that point, Kathy, where something I had to give um, between family and work and the podcast and studies. Uh, it really was a time just to scale back on one of them. And I think it was appropriate. I think the, the amount of content was there. There was Anybody who wanted to um, still dip into any of the conversations could do so, um, it was always going to be there as an archive. Uh, and my ambition was as soon as the f- studies finished in uh, end of February, at Slowly But Surely I would uh, reboot the podcast series. And I think over this last two weeks as the conversations, uh, as some of the recordings, we've already got one episode already recorded. Uh, There'll be this bulletin uh, on the first, in a a few days' time, on the 1st of April, there'll be another recording. So um, the idea was to say, you know what, we reboot it, and we'll call this Series 2. And I I suppose that's as much now to do with my transition out of the public sector. Uh, First time in 26 years, I won't be working for government in South Africa. Uh, April 1st will be my first day as an independent uh, town planner it's, it seemed appropriate. Let's change up the, the series. Let's archive that series one. I think there'll be opportunities to have a slightly more at times outspoken on some of these issues. Uh, and I've deliberately played sort of a bit of a back seat because that's my job is to be the facilitator of the conversation, not necessarily to have the opinion. Uh, but maybe that does change in the, in the weeks and months to come. And that, that's the reason, Cathy, it was purely around time, the amount of hours in a day and my uh, my need to try and keep it to keep keep afloat, but really looking forward to this series too. There's also going to be some really interesting conversations. Uh, another bulletin we'll be recording in the coming weeks will be with the uh, UKSA. Um, UKSA is the Urban Knowledge Exchange, Southern Africa, and uh, Mark Napier and the sort of the remnants of the Urban Land Institute work uh, towards the end of twenty the two thousands. And there's a massive archive of material there, really impressive uh, that I'll be encouraging people to engage with. And um, we'll be talking to Mark about how we, we've taken all that um, archive material from series one. um we'll have the episode um, uh, episode logged archi- archive there. That's probably going to become the main sort of web home for the podcast uh, going going in the future.
1: That's fantastic, Pete. Uh, um actually, yeah, that's where I was going to go. I mean, what was, with- with undertaking this uh, master's and and this big shift in your career, um, it's no doubt going to bring a different energy to series two. And I think we're all looking forward to that a great deal. You know, so looking back and looking forward in terms of what you've got in store for us, you know, what do you see as the kind of big transformation themes uh, that need to, carry, to be carried forward in the conversations going forward?
0: It is going to be interesting to see what the longer term impact, economically speaking, is Mm. of of this COVID thing. I'm still, I'm really interested. And I think I'm going to be going back to those episodes with Francois that we did in the early days when, you know, a lot of this was about what what changes. I still believe that, and I'm not, I'm certainly no uh, authority on things like uh, rental agreements in the commercial sector, but it strikes me that, We've seen such a fundamental change over this last two years of people and businesses where who've employed people who've had to work from home and those that have made it through this period of transition, I think are going to be making some very hard economic decisions when those renewals come up. Now, those renewals, as I understand, are typically signed over a two to three year period or perhaps even longer. So people are gonna be looking at, do I renew or not? Do I renew with the same amount of floor space or do I reduce, or do I forego my uh, my address uh, in the CBD of for example, Cape Town or in Century City or out towards Weinberg for, for the home. And uh, w- with the oil price, we've seen what's that that's done. I, we saw last week, I think one of the national ministers saying we should be encouraging people to stay at home because of the oil and because of the fuel costs. Um, so the, the narrative is is almost staying the same, i.e. work more work from home, but for a different reason now, not just the pandemic, but because of the economic constraints. I think that's still going to be an interesting space to watch, Cathy. I think we're in for a, mm. an interesting shift in the way we've seen how Cape Town, some of the pedestrianisation initiatives have, have taken, taken place, which is, I think, on the one hand encouraging. Will it be a longer-term uh, trend? The, the age-old question of how do you change in particular and I'm going to use Cape Town here again um, as an example, where affordable housing in that space has been a constant uh, thorn in government's side. And I'm saying it's across all all spheres, not just the city. But how you can actually sort of what what would be, from a market point of view, uh, feasible and would work, I think that's the type of thing that I'm hoping that we'll start to see in this sort of transformation, lead, Lead headline around what can be done in those spaces, which potentially become redundant or uh, repurposed, and just to say, well, we're going to repurpose it for more co-working space. I think that's finite. What we need is, and I, I keep coming back in that CBD to the places like Christian Barnard Hospital, enormous building with so many key workers in that space, the civic centre of the of the city alone all of the, the, whether it's the cleaners, the security, um, the, um, the, those working in the customer care call centers and so forth. Um, there's a, a major take uh, a lot and uh, superfluous, All these brands that are there with people who are looking for uh, a convenience uh, of place of work versus a place of uh, residence. And I think there's just, just surely an opportunity to try and improve that affordable offering and um, I'm, I'm really hopeful in that space. The other thing, Kathy, which is a remnant, if you like, of the COVID period was this whole de-densification thing. And uh, I think that was one of the more disturbing parts of the, of the COVID lockdown period was this idea that we're going to de-densify, de-densify, it, whether it's the noon or other majorly uh, over, overcrowded areas. Uh, Because of the fear of the of the pandemic and the spread. Now, I just think that was a really good example of where we're saying, you know, we're rebranding this thing when actually what we're talking about is we need to fast track what we've been talking about for 20 years, which is better land assembly, uh, better uh, strategic land coming into uh, into play, as in that's available and can be developed for affordable housing uh, or af- affordable uh, land and infrastructure projects. So yeah, I um, I, I think these are these these, these are challenges which uh, will continue to vex. We've seen last year, Cathy, you'll remember, I think it was July, the the very uh, the trauma in the country around the protests, particularly in KZN and other parts of the country but uh, I think we were very fortunate in the western cape not to see that I was speaking with some uh some friends from the Howick area there in KZN and telling me how terribly affected that area had been through the the, the violence in July last year and I think we we foresaw what it could look like if we don't get this right and if that's not a wake up call um I don't know what is. And I don't think that wake-up call, by the way, equates to building the Lanseria airport a new city either, or the Lanseria city or the Port Shepston. I think these are strange, interesting concepts, which I don't fully uh, appreciate. I must be honest, I don't know the full detail of, of them. They just seem completely incongruous with what I believe are the more direct city-building initiatives, which is a denoum, and it's the, the pace of change in that space and how we're resourcing that, as opposed to multi-billion Rand investments on the fringe of our cities, where with the usual artist impression, which looked really impressive, uh, but certainly seemed to be incongruous with the realities not even uh, 10 kilometers away, for example, in Deepslut in the Lanseria case.
1: I mean, I suppose one's tempted to say that the more things change, and they do change, and they change very rapidly, then in some ways in our field, the more things stay the same. It's about, I suppose, really getting to the nub of the conversations, but also looking for those stories of hope, right? Like you talk about uh, picking up on developers who are really taking taking the bull by the horns when it comes to affordable housing and, um, and other people doing amazing things. And I, I think the beauty of the podcast is also that it can kind of connect us to colleagues across the country and across the world while, you know, where, while it's so difficult to connect, uh, well, physically connect these days, or it's rather not difficult, but uh, rare um, and increasingly expensive. So we're really looking forward to the next chapter in your, and I'm sure the next chapter for you professionally will reverberate very much into the podcast. And I think that's really exciting. You know, there is just so much to talk about, right? It's about, it's about <laughs> one step at a time, uh, finding those topics that that we really want to engage with, and there's so many amazing people doing amazing things and and thinking very hard. I mean, I think you can be really proud of of the incredible caliber of people that have uh, really responded and and partnered with you, um and the wisdom that they've shared um has been has been really, really, um, I think, a resource, and um, as you say, you've developed this archive, but also a comfort uh, and help in trying to make sense uh, of of this world that we work in. So, all the best of luck, Pete. I think it's um it's really exciting to have talking transformation back on board.
0: Kathy, thanks so much, and I mean, I really appreciate you uh, you know taking I say the taking the time and uh, helping the two of us reflect on the last couple of years. I just want to pick up on one thing that you talked about there, and you know the. The contributions from the guests. I mean, obviously, this thing is nothing without them, and that's why I've always tried to make it, mm. you know, really, really ap- appreciate the time, appreciate uh, the the sacrifices that people make coming on. As I say, nobody gets paid a cent. There's not there's not one uh, cent that's been made out of the podcast, and you know, the depth of the commitment and the passion of our guests is is something really to behold. Um, not once did I question somebody's sort of you know sincerity or commitment to whatever it was they were talking about. And sometimes I think we've seen it in our career. Somebody who's talking a good game, but you know if you scratch, are you are you really committed to this? And I think we've when we've just you know we haven't ever looked to trick, trip anybody up. But when you ask a series of questions and people keep responding in such a, a positive and committed way i think that's really really uh, tells you a lot that there are many people uh, who are out there um that the that they they are committed to this this project of south africa and the project of building back not from just COVID, but really this this wasted opportunity from 2010 onwards um, many would argue and I'm certainly subscribed to that, that we've missed huge opportunities. So, yeah, I think that's been really, really, really one thing of saying we can replicate some of this. We should shout about some of it. We should be very proud of, of the people that we do have. And those who are doing great work need to be recognized and we need to find more and more ways to to get them out there and uh, hear more from from them. So, Kathy, to you, thanks very much. Any final thoughts from your side before we wrap?
1: No, I think just to say that uh, bringing those people into onto a platform like Talking Transformation um, creates this incredible opportunity for others to share in their work, to share in their passion, and and I and I really think that is uh, really yeah all the best for the next series. I think I'm really looking forward to listening uh, to partnering on the odd occasion, maybe to sending you a whole lot of topics and hints and people that I think you really would uh, would, would enjoy talking to. Um, and I'm sure there are many others that uh, you've built a community in this process. Um, and thank you and all the best.
0: Thank you, Cathy. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, keep your eyes open. I think April the 1st, uh, the first of the episodes, uh, the formal episodes will roll. Uh, We'll be recording another episode, at least on on April the 1st as well. So there'll be a second episode that will come out shortly thereafter. And there's already a series of conversations going on. So I would anticipate in the next couple of months, we'll see three or four new episodes available. Looking forward to hearing people's uh, response to that. And in the meantime, to all of the listeners, all the very best. Look forward to seeing you on the journey of series two. And thanks for your time. We hope you enjoyed this content of the Talking Transformation podcast. Please feel free to give us feedback via our Twitter platform, that's at Talking Transfo and the number one, or alternatively via our email address, TalkingTransformation101 at gmail.com. Thanks and recognition also to Tribal Need for allowing us to use their track, Flags, as our introductory and close-out music on this podcast.